There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You know, I guess some people might look at adapting as not a good thing, but I think when you look at nature, yeah. you know, animals adapt to their surroundings um, brilliantly mm-hmm. and that's what I did and actually I've done that again in in future years I've tried to adapt to any situation that I'm in and it's been a really useful tool hi everyone and welcome back to beautiful lives this week's guest is the inimitable Davina McCall on a side note listen on to understand why I feel kind of pleased to have mastered the pronunciation of that word I've stumbled over how to say inimitable literally my whole life. But back to Davina. As you may already know, she's a Garnier ambassador and she's justly proud of the work Garnier have undertaken with UNICEF as they're donating 1.2 million over three years, which will help to provide kits to offer education, basic healthcare and toys to vulnerable children worldwide who need them the most. In this episode, Davina and I discuss so many things from the power of friendship to therapy to rebelling and sobriety. Davina is also a firm fan of a great beauty product and she shares her holy grail mascara and she wants thanks, by the way, from anyone who goes to buy it and the fake tan she can't do without and also how she thinks a glowing base is very important as years advance. Without any further ado, here's Davina and her beautiful life. Today's guest is the inimitable Davina McCall. Were you a bit like... Hang on, how do I say inimitable? In, in, I'm not so in, great inimitable, at pronunciation. Yeah, anyone who listens to this It's a nightmare word, that word. It is a nightmare word, but it does um, describe you very well. Oh, thank you. So we've just been looking through Davina's five products and also talking slightly through her life. And I said to Davina, is there anything you don't want to talk about? She went, no, talk about anything. <laughs> um, okay, so let's... <laughs> Sorry, we've had a little cough, cough um, from, from my, my press <laughs> agent over there yeah. who always says... Whatever happens, don't say vagina. Oh, dear. So We've done that. It. Okay, out the way. <laughs> beginning of the podcast, that bit will definitely stay in. Okay, so, Davina, you as a child. Yes. Growing up where? In London? I grew up in London until I was three, nearly four. Mm-hmm. And then my mum and dad split up. Mm-hmm. And my mum took me down to live with my granny in the country. So from three, well, four to 13, mm-hmm. I lived in the country okay. with my granny. And then I moved to London when yeah. I was 13 to be with my dad. Okay. So, so I used to see my mum in Paris in the holidays. Oh, well, that sounds very glamorous. I'm sure it was quite stressful. It was hard, but okay. it was okay. It, as a story, it yes. sounds kind of like yeah. something from a novel. Um, okay. So your grandma, what's she like? Is she glamorous? We're, we're, we do this in every podcast where we mm. try to go back and go, what's the first thing that made you think, oh, you know, I like a moisturizer? Um, what you're going to find from this mm-hmm. podcast, what you're going to uncover about me is that I'm two immensely separate people. Okay. So I have the influence of my mother, mm-hmm. who was the ultimate wild child. She was given a lump sum of money at 18 mm-hmm. and spent it on clothes, Yves Saint Laurent and cars. And she was an it girl. She was um, way taller than me, way slimmer than me. She would 
turn heads when she walked into a room. Mm-hmm. She had a nose job when it was like the f- newest thing to do. So she had like a Faye Dunaway nose job. Yeah. And she, I mean, she was off the chart mm-hmm. stunning. Mm-hmm. So she would um, like walk into a room and just magnetize everybody. And she was always looking amazing, always made up, always moisturized, always mm-hmm. perfect. Mm-hmm. Then the other side of me is my granny. Right. And my granny never wore a jot of makeup, stuff and nonsense, mm-hmm. pull your socks up, belt and braces. Yeah. You know, talking to people about problems is an absolute old load of tosh. You just get on with it. And she was an all home cooking, mm-hmm. home loving. She'd, she was the original girl power girl. She could do anything a man could. She mm-hmm. could mow a lawn in her petticoat. She could you know put pictures up she she just was like a doer this is not helping to debunk the whole novel it's, thing this sounds not, like a novel again it sounds like a novel okay. i will write a novel one day you sitting really on a to. balcony yeah um and on a house in a house in france yeah i was gonna I say write, south of france I will it has to be somewhere like that okay so you're growing up and so your grandma's not very glam but your mum is super glam yeah and are there any sort of so she's skincare she's makeup she's everything she's everything she's everything i really remember she used to wear the most heavy, a potent um, scent, which was Opium by Yves Saint Laurent. Ah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I actually found it too overwhelming mm. sometimes. But my sister also went for a very overbearing, um, which was Rive Gauche, mm. which is a very old-fashioned, again, perfume yeah. in the blue bottle. But those are the things that I really... When I smell those smells, it just brings my mum and my sister Scent back to me. Like it's just the weirdest, it's the weirdest it's really thing. Weird. Okay, so you're growing up, then you go back and you live with your dad. Yeah. What's that like? Um, well, my stepmom's amazing because I've lived with my granny mm-hmm. um, with kind of no makeup and hand-me-down clothes mm-hmm. and very sort of not caring what I look mm-hmm. like, At being all. a bit of a tomboy. Mm-hmm. Never wearing any kind of makeup. And my stepmom was a really good grounding influence on me. So she was the one that would do, you know, take me on the shopping trips to Topshop. Topshop was mm-hmm. around in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of your long, younger listeners might not believe that, but it was. <laughs> and, you know, she'd buy me an outfit or she'd go, you know, maybe try wearing your hair like that. Mm-hmm. When I was about, what did you look like at the time? Um, when I was 13, I looked really straight. So I came up from the country and I had a pudding bowl haircut and I okay. wore, like... All my school uniforms. What kind was of year was that? So I was thirteen, so sixty-seven. It would have been eighty. Okay, so it 81. really is the time of the really neat 81. kind of hair and. But I, I no, but I was only like that because I was quite square. Right. You know. Were you and, bookish? Um, I was quite bookish. Okay. I was I was a clever girl. Yeah. Um, when I was little, but always had a, a bit of an issue. Just getting pen to paper mm-hmm. you know I was always very enthusiastic about everything but I couldn't quite yeah pull it yeah. off you weren't quite someone who's knuckle yeah, down and do yeah, the actual exactly. thing you need to do um so then you're in London and then you're I'm well, seeing this I'm a bit London, of a makeover just, oh my god pretty woman was, it was it was amazing so I turned up at school on my first day at school mm. and there were punks and you know um skinheads where in were there. you going to school um I went to Godolphin Where's in that? London it's in Hammersmith okay and um and it was ama- like amazing. I'd never seen people like that before in my life. But mm-hmm. I did walk in and think, I, I am going to die. Like, this is... So you I, didn't I, feel like, this is great. Look no, at these people. but You're I did after terrified. two days. Okay, fine. So I, I went home. Um, I said to mum, we need to get some peroxide. 
um, I need to put, get change my socks. You've got to take my skirt in and up tonight. Okay. Um, I like this is a survival. This yeah. is a survival thing. I have to adapt now, or I shall be killed. Yes. So that's what I did. I adapted, and actually, interestingly, you know, I guess some people might look at adapting mm-hmm. as not a good thing, but I think. Um, when you look at nature, yeah. you know, animals adapt to their surroundings um, brilliantly, mm-hmm. and that's what I did. And actually, I've done that again in in future years. I've tried to adapt to any situation that I'm in, and it's been a really useful tool. Let's go to your first product. Yeah. What is it? So it's um, Estee Lauder Daywear Plus. Right. And it's kind of, it's kind of, it's weird because it's it's not a foundation, and I and it's and it's very very light, but it's changes tone to your skin tone okay. so it means that you don't have to buy one for winter one for summer mm-hmm. you just buy the same product and it, all year and you round you can't go wrong with it you can't go wrong with it um, and I wear it all year round and I wear it on long lost family I have to do my own hair and makeup but I really don't want to look made up because obviously our contributors don't have hair and makeup yes. so I try and look quite look. natural yeah um, and I use that for for you know, when I'm doing my own makeup. So have you ever struggled with your skin? Has your skin always been uniform? Because, I mean, I've looking at you now, had, you don't look like you've ever had a spot. No, I've never had bad, I've okay. never had bad skin. So you've I've been, been quite so blessed lucky. in that way. I have got quite bad pores, like my pores are quite open. You don't but, have bad pores. <clears throat> but I, but I... <laughs> Is that a magnifying mirror observation? Yes, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, no, you don't have bad pores from the... My daughter once part. looked at me, it was really funny, we were lying in bed. And um, this was actually the first realisation. She must have been about eight or nine Mm. when I thought, actually, I need to look after my skin a bit better. She looked at me and she went, Mummy, what are those holes in your face? Children are awful like like, that. (gasps) Yeah. What? What holes? And she went, they're sort of everywhere. I was like, oh, my God, they're pores. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. I've got to sort it out. No. So... Anyway, Daywear Plus is an amazing yes. product, and what I do is I put a bit of Daywear Plus on, and then I put some powder on the top. Mm-hmm. And but that is an absolute stable, and it gives a really nice glow. And the older that I've got, the more I've realised that actually you have to have a slightly glowy, dewy skin yeah. when you're a bit older. It makes you look much younger. Powder is tricky when you get yeah. powder, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, let's go into your second product because yes. we're talking about sort of your daily essentials, and yes. you said that there's something you can okay. live without. Yes, because um, how do you say his surname? I would say Aquan. Aquan. I don't know that I'm right Aquan. about that. Kevin Aquan. Yeah. I'm going to just say That's that. That's what I go with. Okay. Kevin Aquan does this um, mascara, which um, somebody at Space NK turned me on to. Mm. And uh, it's called Tubing Mascara. And Alleluia. I was like, I don't, I don't, what is Tubing Mascara? And when she explained to me, I was like, oh, God, it's another fad. I can't be bothered. This is going to be terrible. And she went, look, honestly, you've got to trust me. You've got to try it. So I was like, okay. Anyway, I went off and I tried it. It went on really nicely. It works like any normal mascara. It gives you really good coverage. It gives you really nice lashes. But the best thing of all is when it comes to taking it off. Now, one of my biggest annoyances in life was removing... The reason why I didn't wear makeup for 15 years was because I hate taking it off. And even when you use makeup remover... That, that especially waterproof mascara but Hell, if when you like yeah. you end up with panderize and even when you use a makeup remover you still end up with a little bit of panderize and you feel like you it's never to drag ending a yeah. little bit of your lashes so tubing yeah. you will never have panda eyes yes. ever ever again i stand in the shower and i just pull 
the mascara. So, yeah. But I don't even pull it off. I roll the mascara off my eyelashes, mm. and it is the most incredible thing. The way yeah. that it works, it's life. I don't know how it works. It's complete yeah. life changing. And you, like, if you haven't tried tubing mascara, you have to try it. Yes. And then get in touch with me somehow and let me yes, know how grateful do. you are to me <laughs> for introducing it to you because you may want to send me a gift of some sort. I think people should send yes. you gifts. I would send yes. you a gift for that. It's a You've changed thing. my life with the yep. tubing mascara. Are you wearing it today? I am, yeah, because you know what incredible. I do? Yeah. I, gave my, I gave my makeup artist a tube and I said, please will use this on me from oh, now really? on. And now she uses it all the time. Do you She's just obsessed. use it on your upper lashes yes. or do you put it on lowers as well? Only upper. Why I, don't you do your lowers? Do you I not generally only do upper because mm-hmm. um doing too much stuff underneath at my age is slightly drags your eyes down so you and makes you up. a bit yeah yeah makes you feel a bit older kind of yeah thing. exactly oh, sorry if you can hear helicopter we are recording this in london so it's um it's london the metropolis it's the metropolis okay. <laughs> right going let's go back then so all right you're discovering God, that really is low, it's quite it? loud yeah oh it's a chinook oh it's a chinook Oh, I love chinooks. Right. Sorry. Everybody. Sorry, you can't see it, guys. We'll take that some pictures. That was really pictures. exciting. I get very happy when I see a chinook. It's very exciting. Okay, so you're... You are getting into beauty. Yes. Because you kind of have to. Yes. At your school. And what happens to you next in life? So from here on, reading your sort of biography, as it were, mm. it just goes totally off the chart. Mm. What, what happens? So at that point, I then... Um, I start going off the rails a little bit at about... I mean, I'm I'm already tipping my toe into drugs and stuff at 13, 14, smoking weed. Um, uh, peer and, pressure? Because uh, you're curious. I, I was just... It wasn't that I felt pressured by anybody. I thought it was cool. I thought yeah. I was cool. Mm-hmm. I And it's quite dangerous, you know, when you hang out with loads of kids that are much older than you. Yeah. And all of my friends were at least two years older than me, and I thought that was really, really cool. Mm. And because I'd led this life in Paris... Mm where I'd had no boundaries, nobody ever told me what to wear, nobody ever told me what time to get back in. Yeah. Nobody. I was very experienced for a girl of my age. You know, I'd been to nightclubs since I was 13. I'd, um, yeah. I think the first nightclub I went to was when I was 12. So you don't have the with fear my mother. in place? No, I just, I was, I was cocky and I was like, when somebody goes, do you want to try this? I'd go, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I just didn't have any kind of fear at all. And I thought, it's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to be that person. And so this sort of all started slowly escalating mm-hmm. over the years. And depending on who I met at what time in my life, you know, if I met somebody else that used a lot of something, then I would use a lot with them. And then I'd kind of escalate and it would go on to something else. So mm-hmm. by the time I got to 18, 19, when I was leaving um, school, I didn't want to go to university um, Despite being I, clever and yeah, engaged, yeah. And, okay. I mean, I'd love to go to university now. Mm. You know, it's never too late. I know, <laughs> I know. It's something I could do when I retire, maybe. Mm. Um, and I loved, um, you know, I, I'd go out clubbing, and um, I eventually ended up working at Models One as a men's booker mm-hmm. uh, on the men's desk, and I was there for about six years five years and um, at that time I also ran clubs because they wanted beautiful people at the clubs mm-hmm. so I, I co-ran um, two or three clubs with some guys and uh, did the door I was door bitch and uh, got all the beautiful people down from all the agencies and it was a brilliant brilliant time but it was also a time where I was just tipping over the edge right. of it being brilliant fun and then turning into 
sort of where I was slightly being controlled by my drug taking and not the other way around. So you're quite t- tough and self-assured. I'm picturing you as someone at this point who seems yeah, do you quite... you know what's interesting? At the clubs, um, drugs made me tough and self-assured, I think. Mm. And I think that's what the attraction to them was because actually inside I was a very insecure person yeah. and I wanted... I basically think I spent my entire life trying to make my mum want me and everything that I did was trying to make her wish she hadn't taken me to my granny's or wish she hadn't given me away. Was she a figure in your life at this point? Um, I went and saw her in the holidays but she was she was she was an amazing woman she definitely loved me Mm. but she wasn't a natural mother and um, she didn't really want the responsibility yeah. Uh, but she was good fun, but not a great, not a great mum. It's a really and an alcoholic really and an addict thing, herself. And yeah. um, you know, and I can look back now and I can see that she just didn't have it in her. And, and I feel all right with that now. But at the time, I was like, "But I'm your daughter. Like, mm. how can you not?" And you see other people with their relationships yes. with their mums. And I used so to call other and... people's mum mum all Did the time. You? Like I'd go around to friends' houses and right. I'd I'd say, "Can I call you mum?" And you could kind of see the mums kind of going, "Oh." God. God. No wonder that you were kind of stressed and grappling with mm. lots of your identity. So drugs sort of did fill, fill the void yeah. for a bit. Yeah. And so you're getting to sort of your 20s mm. and you're finding that you're a bit out of control. Out of control mm. and it wasn't filling the void anymore, yeah. you know, and the void was kind of getting bigger and nothing seemed to fill it. Mm-hmm. And, and I was getting really frightened by that and trying to fill it more and more and taking more and more. And were and you then, frightened about where your life was going or was it more that you were consumed no, by the day-to-day you know, I was living? Like, that was one of my other problems was mm. that um, I'm very compliant and I'm very law-abiding and I mm. didn't... Um, I thought that everything would still be fine if I never stole, never right. slept rough. So yeah. I really worked hard to pay for my drug habit and to try and keep this facade so you were everything the was door okay. Still. Work at the door, work yeah. at Model Swan, yeah. trying to keep it all together. Yeah. But actually cracks were beginning to show and that's when I ended up getting clean. And I got clean quite quickly because I could see that the whole facade, that I, I was like a duck yeah. on top of the water. My little feet were kind of... Were you drinking as well? Yes. Okay, and do you drink now still? No. So that's something that you got rid of as well. Okay. Yes, yeah. And so when, when you had that, was there someone or something that just made you go, you know what, I need to sort this out? Yeah, my friend Sarah. Okay. She is my person. Okay. And um, she is like, she's like the nicest, kindest person, but she's so honest with me. So mm. if I'm out of order, she'll just go... No, Devin, I think you'll find that's out of order. And it might not be what I want to hear, but it's always the truth. Yeah. And you need and someone I can like do that, that with her. Yeah. And she is absolutely, without a doubt, the most compassionate, like wonderful, kindest woman, great mum. She's I helped her get clean, she helped me get clean. Like we both kind of really, really helped each other out. Mm-hmm. And because we've been through such a lot together and we've known each other for so long, mm-hmm. um, you know, thirty years we've been best friends. Um it's like an un unstoppable kind of bond now nothing hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Breakers. I'm very excited to be promoting this amazing um, partnership that Garnier have just forged with UNICEF and they're going to give 1.2 million over the next three years um, to help 300,000 kids. And actually, I've learned a lot about UNICEF today. So and, have I. Um, what an amazing, amazing yeah. charity. It oh, my really God. Is incredible. So this is like the side of my job that I absolutely love because mm-hmm. I think God, I, I'm like, I still can't believe that Garnier still want me 12 years on. Have you been with Garnier for 12 years? I might even be 13, I don't know. It's like a long, (laughs) it's a really, really long time. And I can't quite, I'm still thanking my lucky stars that I'm still relevant to Mm. them. So I, and for them to be able to, with them, do something Mm. like this, it's just, it's really nice. Mm. The funny thing is, right, yeah. like, I, I actually went to Garnier and I said, listen, can I advertise your summer body for you as part of my contract because I live and breathe this product. Mm-hmm. And actually, I am one of those people. When you find a product and you think, this is the best thing I have ever tried, a bit like with the mascara, yeah. you think, I've got to tell everybody about it. This stuff is like... And Summer Body, I don't think, is a product that's out there enough. Like yeah. People don't know about it enough. And it's not a fake tan. I cannot fake tan. I will cock up a fake tan. And you don't streak. You don't do anything. And if you put it on every day, it starts really building up. I mean, I don't do that because it ends up sort of almost too brown. Because you're a really you do, nice colour now. If you do it on top that of brown. a bit of a tan, yeah. um, and I do it like three times a week... And um, when you have a bath, it just washes off quite nicely. Sometimes um, it will come off a little bit on my towel, but it washes straight out. It doesn't mark it or leave any kind of stain. So when you do wash it off, Mm. it does come off a little bit, which is good. You know, you don't want... Because that's what I hate about fake tans is that when they start coming off, they look terrible. And also you get these little patches. Terrible. You never, never, never get patches with um, summer body. And I use it all through the winter and all through the summer. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Anyway, there you go. I think I've used that once, but I'm going to have to get another one. Yeah, you've got to get get on the program okay so let's go back so you're yeah. clean clean and what's your next move then um well my next move is to um i'd been harassing mtv for three years to try and um, get them to give me a screen test mm-hmm. and um did you intrinsically months, feel that that would be you'd be good at that was that something somebody that else told me that okay. they thought i'd be good at that mm. and um but then I, I, I did a bit of work for MTV Europe for the launch of MTV Europe. I had to entertain all the celebrities from um, Victoria train station to Amsterdam. And it was the most fun I've what ever year had. year was that? Oh, my Ish. God. So I would have been about 21, so 67, 77, uh, uh, 87, 87, 88, 89. An incredible year for celebrity. An incredible <laughs> year. 
Or and 90, before, in fact, before, 1990. Before everyone was photographing everything and when it was still yeah, quite and fun. everybody was, like, really out of control yeah. and, like, really off their tits and everybody was very, very, very naughty. Mm. And it was very funny. And I thought, I want to work with this company. This company's really fun. Mm. And so I spent years trying to work for them, but I was using more and more. And, you know, if, if I'd have got an audition then, I would have copped it up. Yeah. And what was really amazing, when I was six months clean, I finally got a call from MTV, and I was, I'd been annoying them so much for three years. Mm. I got the call, and they said, we'd like to audition you. Great. And I thought, isn't it funny that I've finally got my life in order, and if they'd auditioned me six months previously, mm. I, would have, I would have totally messed it up. There's a lot to be said for the yeah, right timing. moment in it's life. It's all about timing. Yeah. So I'd wanted it for so bad for so long, but it mm. wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right thing for you then. Yeah. yeah. So then you go in. Were you brilliant? I, Straight away? I, you know what I was really nervous about? I thought, this is three years of pent-up energy. What yeah. I'm really worried about is I'm going to be over the top. You know what mm. I'm like? I'm a little bit like an excited puppy anyway. And if you think this is me at 49, you should see me. You should have seen me at 25. I right. was, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah. you were on. So like, you were on. Oh. Yeah. And I thought, I, the whole way through the day, I was thinking, just breathe, just stay calm, stay mm. calm, breathe. It's going to be okay. Just try and, I was trying to be kind of, uh, just a little bit, take the edge off. And then um, three months later, they phoned me up and they said, you've got the job. Can I ask you about that day just quickly? Yeah. Do you remember what you looked like or what you were wearing? Yes, I do. I remember exactly what I was wearing. Tell me. I was wearing, it was kind of like um, a bit like a hippie dress. So it was sort of below the knee and it had buttons all the way down the front. Okay. It was quite sort of, it was quite girly for me. Um, what colour was it? But kind of quite low at the front and it was like a green, it was greens. Mm-hmm. And then I had on a cardigan that my granny had knitted for my auntie in the 60s. It was really cool. It was kind of crop. And like little V-neck, and it was tiny, it was sexy, and it had kind of little sort of slightly Amazing. puffy sleeves. Were you wearing I still makeup? Got it. Were you wearing a lot of makeup? Not hardly any makeup. Okay. And actually, it wasn't sort of trendy at all. It mm. was just quite girly. Mm. But yeah. Okay. So then you do well. You start working on yeah TV. MTV, MTV. Yeah. You, um, I, I need to touch on this, being a massive Kylie fan. You appeared as a dancer in Word Is Out. I did, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, so, Kylie, Kylie was a good friend of mine. I mean, it's weird. You just lose touch with people, um, and we just sort of so lost casual. touch. But it wasn't... Kylie and I were great friends. It yeah. wasn't... We de- didn't have a falling out or anything. Mm. We just sort of moved apart from each other. But she mm. was... Um, she was a really good friend of mine. She used to come to lots of the clubs that we did, mm-hmm. and we used to hang out. Mm-hmm. And... And I managed to wangle my way into one of her videos, which I thought was quite clever. Yeah, of me, I because urge it's you to go and watch that yeah. video. It's Word Is Out. Yeah. Um, it's the great video where they're like on a fire escape. Yeah. And, Kylie's yeah. and, and it's also got lots of my models from Models 1 in oh, it. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll be re-watching that yeah. this evening. Okay, so you're doing that. You're doing lots of different things. And um, when, when you're working at this point, do you feel like you've got it? Are you just like, this is it, this is my career, I'm fine? Yes. I mean, I, I did feel like... I'm good at this. Okay. Um, and I did sort of start getting a bit of self-worth from that. And you remember I was telling you about the void mm-hmm. um, that I had and yeah. actually the self-worth that I got from thinking I actually kind of, I'm, I'm okay at this, and, this. I, and I feel like that void is like filling a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I still asked Models 1 to keep my job open for about three years. Did you? Yeah, I mean, I... I always think my career is going to end tomorrow. So you have a little bit of imposter. Yeah, al- always, but because mm. I feel very like lucky. Do you think that's also because it's the job, this job, it's quite personality based. So mm. it's not like, you know, if you're a lawyer, you're like, I have this exam mm. and I have done this. And like, whereas this is you, mm. you're the thing that people buy. 
effectively. Mm. So do you think that there's yeah, something Yeah, and if that? people go off you, then you're scuppered. Yeah. yeah, a little bit. I think as I've got older, I've thought, well, I've got history now. Like, yeah. people that have grown up with me a little bit. Yeah. And some people have seen me since they were little on yeah. television. So I kind of... That's, people know who you are. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of half the battle. Let's do your next product. Yeah. So Chanel number no. 19. So this is a scent. I don't wear it anymore. Mm. Uh, right now I wear Molecule 1, which I'm obsessed with. But Yes, that's come um, up a few times in these yeah, podcasts. Yeah, that's obsessed. A big, a big secret. But Chanel number no. 19 was the scent of my childhood. Yeah. And yeah. I remember thinking that I was the absolute dog's bollocks. when Because um, I'd go over to Paris and I'd arrive, bear in mind, from my granny, not much money, second-hand clothing, arrive in Paris suddenly given 500 francs, French francs, which was 50 pounds in those days, which was a ton of money, to go and get myself an outfit because they'd always be horrified in the clothes that I'd turn up in. Yeah. And, um, Is this and your mum giving always you that buy money? Myself, no, my granddad. Your granddad, okay. And then I'd always buy myself a little bottle of perfume. Mm-hmm. And I just remember thinking. And I've always, I've always had a thing about I'd rather not have the cheap version. I'd rather save up, even if it takes me 10 years, to I'm buy exactly the expensive the one. I'm yeah. that kind of person. Yeah. And um, so for me to have Chanel number 19, you know, I was like, oh, this is it. I can't stand the smell anymore. But that Mm. was the smell of my childhood. And um, let's move on to your life now. Yes. So you... So you did all the big shows. I mean, I still remember Big Brother airing and being yeah, like, no, oh, and mad, suddenly that was a massive thing and you were absolutely yeah. everywhere. Um, did you find you settled in quite, like, your role in your life? Did you think, feel like everything fell into place around that time and it was all getting a bit, a bit more harmonious? Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Um, I've always sought some kind of help if I've felt like my life's in a bad place. So I've seen counsellors mm-hmm. and therapists and What's hypnotists. What's for you? Um, I think counselling. Mm-hmm. Um, so just chatting from a trained, through, yeah, through, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I don't want to talk to my friends about specific things, but mm. it's just it's a place where you can bounce ideas off somebody. And mm. I found one woman who's amazing, who I you know I will see whenever I need mm-hmm. to just go and like just bounce some ideas back and forth. Also, and they, I think they're not invested in your therapy's, life. Yeah. yeah, and therapy's just amazing. Yeah. Therapy's just like the best thing ever. I I, I always feel a bit sad that. There always seems to be such enormous waiting lists to see a therapist, um, especially on the National Health. I'm yeah. lucky because I don't have to go on the National Health, but if you do need to go on the National Health, it's very, very difficult to see somebody. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to look after your mental health and your yes. physical health. Yeah. And it's, it's something Definitely. that, because you can't see it yeah. quite as clearly, I think it's much harder yeah. to say to people, I need help with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's go to your final product, which quite aptly is something that you probably use to relax or um, as a I treat. I do, I do. And um, I'm very, 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 very into smell. So I, I really pick You've up on other smell people's smells. This, I'm, I'm yeah. really into. I loved perfume that book, mm. um, Patrick Suskind. I think yeah. it was. So I, I'm really into my scents, and the smell of this shower gel by Diptyque is so off the chart amazing. But it's sadly prohibitively expensive. It's insane. <laughs> so it's always sort of top of my birthday or Christmas list. Yeah. Um, a little bit of Diptyque shower gel. Oh my mm. god, I love it so much, and it's smooth and it's soft and it's silky and it leaves you smelling absolutely delicious all day. There's also something in using something that you know you could use a one pound shower gel and get the same effect. Yes. And there's something in using something that's wildly decadent that makes you feel it's that kind and of also, and feeling. also that feeling of like only use a little bit mm-hmm. really make it go a long mm-hmm. way and enjoy and really it. enjoy it yeah yeah, yeah and enjoy yeah. pampering yeah. yourself you know it's, it's a lovely feeling and I think that's actually the, 
the best thing a product can do for you yes. and make you feel a bit special yes a, a bit special exactly yeah. thank you so much it's Davina. a pleasure thank you so that was the amazing Davina McCall thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed the episode please do rate and review it and also don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes I'll be back next week with a new guest so see you then bye Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 